Our second scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, starting in chapter 5 with verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but it is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Would you pray with me? Open our ears, O God, to hear your word and know your voice. Speak to your hearts and strengthen our wills that we may serve you today and always. Amen. Harvey Milk was an amazingly courageous man. He was an American politician who became the first openly gay man to be elected to public office in California when he won a seat on the board of the San Francisco Supervisors. In 1978, he was assassinated along with Mayor George Moscone by former Supervisor Dan White. Ellen DeGeneres is a comedian a television host and an actress. She currently hosts the Emmy Award-winning talk show, The Ellen DeGeneres Show. She became usually popular with her television sitcom, Ellen. And then she risked it all in February 1997 when she made her homosexuality public. Subsequently, her character on her sitcom came out as well. Greg Louganis won the Olympic gold medal for diving both in 1984 and 1988. He was the darling of the sports world and was named ABC's Wide World of Sports Athlete of the Year. Louganis first publicly acknowledged his sexuality in 1994, including his status as HIV positive. And in 1995, during an interview with Barbara Walters, he told the world that he had AIDS. Are these the kinds of people that Jesus is talking about when he says you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world? Yes and no. The images of salt and light that we heard in the gospel reading are images that Jesus used to describe his followers and to inspire and encourage and exhort them in their ministry in the world. It shouldn't surprise us, then, that these powerful images are part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' most well-known sermon and the first one in the Gospel of Matthew. As Jesus climbs up the mountain, he turns to look upon 
the enormous crowd that's gathered around him since he started his teaching and his healing, their suffering and their need fills his heart with compassion. Even more, he knows the spiritual hunger and physical suffering of the world. And he sits down to teach them about the reign of God that is even now in his own person breaking into that world. But like every preacher, Jesus is delivering a message in a specific context. The sermon was written for Israel in a time of oppression coming from the outsiders, which was a chronic problem since the exile 600 years earlier. There was heated and even anguished debate about the the nature and the meaning of the suffering and about how to respond. How could God let this happen to us? And there were different factions in Israel who had various answers. There were the collaborating Sadducees, the violently revolutionary zealots, and the striving, studious, righteous Pharisees. So Jesus' preaching is one more voice, one more answer to the questions that swirled around in that time and place. This foundational sermon of Jesus is a challenge to Israel to be Israel. And Jesus is talking about the inbreaking reign of God happening before their very eyes. So we who follow Jesus 2,000 years later, we continue to watch this new thing unfold in our own time and place, with questions swirling around us too, about what it means to be faithful disciples, and about how to respond to the challenges we face. In every age and every circumstance, Jesus' followers are both commanded and enabled by Jesus to surpass the conventional and institutional practices of righteousness. For three chapters, then, Matthew pulls together a number of Jesus' teachings to form a very long sermon. And this short passage that is our gospel reading today is a hinge between the Beatitudes and the difficult instructions that will follow. So before Matthew's Jesus repeatedly raises the standard by using the words, you have heard it said, but I say to you, he uses two very common everyday images to tell his disciples to remember who they are. After lifting up the mostly unlikely people, the poor in spirit, the meek, and the merciful, those who mourn and those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and the persecuted, and calling them blessed, Jesus then addresses the crowd as you and offers them words of both reassurance and challenge. The you is, of course, plural, and heard by us as the body of Christ in this world that God loves. Like that second generation of Christians in Matthew's community, we listen with the crowd to hear that we, too, are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. While Jesus is telling us who or what we are, These metaphors are really about what we do, how we do it, and the effect of what we do in the world. They are dynamic, not static, 
and they churn things up. The images of light and salt are packed with many meanings. And even an entire sermon can't begin to do them justice. However, 2,000 years later, we still understand that salt isn't much good for anything if it doesn't have flavor. But just a little flavorful salt can have an impact beyond its size, spreading through the whole of something much bigger. A simple, even humble image, salt had many different associations in Jesus' audience. Salt was not only something that strengthened and flavored and preserved food, but in ancient times it was rubbed on newborn children, used to seal covenants, sprinkled on sacrifices, and understood to be a metaphor for wisdom. And in every age, we know that light means many things, not the least of them hope. Earlier in, in the gospel, Matthew spoke of Jesus by recalling the words of the prophet Isaiah. You know these words. The people who sat in the darkness have seen a great light. Those who feel lost or in despair or confused, those who have no idea which way to turn, on them the light has dawned. In Jesus Christ, we find our way, and in turn, we are called to be the body of Christ in the world today. Jesus tells us to let our light shine before others, to let good things that we do rather than bring us glory radiate God's own goodness and love in the world. Okay, considering all that, so how, how does what we know about what Jesus meant by using the metaphors of light and salt have to do with the three examples of the courageous people I referenced in the beginning? Well, first, I believe their actions have a profound influence on the world. My guess is their actions have had a profound influence on many of us. I believe that just like a little flavorful salt can have an impact far beyond its size, these people have had a tremendous impact as well. I believe that by their example, they have represented the hope that we find when the light is shown in the darkness. So... When I asked at the beginning if Harvey and Ellen and Greg are the kind of people that Jesus was talking about when he said, you are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth, the answer is partly yes, but not completely. Please hear me. I'm not in any way trying to dismiss or make light of the remarkable courage shown by these three people. They're three of my heroes. That's why I picked them. But two things. First, I don't think you have to be known on a national stage to be the salt of the earth or the light of the world. And second, I believe those who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, along with their allies, have been given a special gift, a special ability to influence the world. Theologian Marsha Riggs believes that Jesus' use of the salt metaphor meant that the disciples had been given a, quote, distinctive capacity to elicit goodness on the earth. To elicit goodness on the earth. I'll be honest with you. 
The minute I read that, I thought of all of you. I thought of all the lives of the gay men and women I have known. I thought of the countless allies who stand shoulder to shoulder with us as well. And I believe at the core of my being that those in the LGBT community and their valiant allies have been given a special gift, a distinctive capacity to influence the world and elicit goodness on the earth. It's not easy for me to say that. It makes me a little uncomfortable because I'm a part of that group. The singling out of groups, the raising up of certain people often ends in outcomes that I've found divisive and dangerous. But I believe it. I believe that your very lives lived out in the quiet of your neighborhoods, your individual stories of courage and perseverance and faith have allowed you to have a distinctive capacity to elicit goodness on the earth. Jesus is saying that these verses, in these verses, that what people do in the world really counts. As people of God, but especially as people of God who have had to live lives in the face of discrimination, rejection, and marginalization, whether directed towards you or someone you love, how you have lived your lives really counts. Families have rejected. Jobs have been lost. Children have been taken away. Friends have walked away. Faith communities have turned their backs. The world has demonstrated its prejudice daily. You have faced all of this, individually and collectively, and yet you have continued to put forth love, compassion, tolerance, and mercy. Now, before any of you start floating out the building, I know none of you are perfect. I know we have all said and done things in response to what's been directed towards us or those we love, that we're not proud of. I get that. But do you know how you've been peacemakers? How you've cared for those who have suffered loss? Sought to do justice, shown mercy, displayed integrity, and courageously stood for what you believe? Even more amazing, you have done it all as people of faith, followers of Jesus. You know, Christianity has taken a lot of hard knocks from the LGBT community, understandably so in many instances. You've not faltered, though. You've not been able to walk away from what you believe. You do indeed have a distinct capacity. Indeed, when people encounter us as individuals and as a community of faith, They should see and sense more. They should feel hope. They should feel the possibility of a different world, marked by unheard of reconciliation, simple truth-telling, outrageous generosity, and love of one's enemies. We're called not just to make a refreshing, but a reinvigorating difference in the world. 
so that all who watch us will feel new life, new vitality, new possibility, and new hope. If we are salt, then we won't only find comfort and assurance in being something, but we'll find our purpose and identity in doing something, something significant. And that something will work a difference in the world around us, rather than simply conforming to the values of the culture that surrounds us. We are not the light itself, but only the window through which the light is to be seen. Do you know what a beautiful light you are? In verse 14 of our gospel reading, Jesus tells us not to hide our light under a bushel. Eugene Peterson, in his message, translates it this way. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. Do you know, First Congregational, you're like a glowing, visible light that's on the earth that can be seen from a satellite in the sky. Thank you.